this up as I go. What are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I graduated the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. You just don't know when to give up, do you? I need to do this all day. The Matt Sodnicker Podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Matt Sodnikar. Thank you, everybody, for listening and sending in suggestions and feedback and comments. I see them, and it, it really means a lot. I sincerely appreciate it. And uh, today's guest is a, uh, it's a wonderful treat because it's a friend of a friend, uh, Chris Anthony, uh, who was on a promotional tour for his film, and he had a Facebook post about today's guests. And uh, we'll get into all that, but without any further ado, I'd like to introduce Sam to Paluki. He is a U.S. Army soldier. He's a filmmaker. And I just thought Chris's post was fascinating about this gentleman and just wanted to have a conversation. And, and with that, Sam to welcome. And it's good to record with you, buddy. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm super happy to be here. Um, first time you invited me i was you know it's, it's the first time i'm actually doing a podcast so i'm super super excited excited well it's not going to be the last one i guarantee it <laughs> <laughs> oh so <laughs> that's good good so uh let me just set the the framework here and i'll let you just take over with what sounds interesting you're you're a native of togo in africa mm-hmm. you're an army soldier you've created a, a viral video from a few years ago that i actually see excuse me, seen before I had met you. Mm -hmm. And um, with that, where did you want to start uh, your story? Um, I really, I really want to start the story from, uh, from Togo. Uh, Yeah, Togo, and then how I moved to the United States, and then the rest of the story when I get here. Wonderful. Yeah. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, well, well, when I was, um, I spent 19 years in Togo, um, born in 1997. Uh, I went to school and uh, for all my time in school, I was pretty much a nerd for those 19 years in Togo. I, I, I was not working because, yeah, in Togo, uh, so it's not, you don't have the, the ability to have just a job like that, just like in the United States. Um, I was in a pretty decent family. Everybody was taking care of me. Uh, you can consider that as as rich family back in Togo. So I was uh, I was a spoiled kid, if you if you want to say that, call it like that. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I uh, I spent most of my time uh, going to school, um, studying. I didn't really have a social life. Um, yes, pretty much. I spent all my time just studying, and and it really really affected me as a, as a human being. I didn't know what it was like to uh, to be on your own and depend on on yourself. So after those 19 years in Togo, which was great too, because I was one of the best in school, um, my, I was about to go to nursing school at the university after, after high school. Uh, when I applied to the college, my dad immediately applied for me to move to the United States. And uh, he went through, luckily. And... Uh, I moved over here in 2017. When I when I came over here, my my English was very very bad. I I couldn't even understand what other people were saying to to make a sentence and just reply back. It was it was very tough. So uh, I spent most of the time inside and speaking with my younger brothers that were born here, and uh, they pretty much taught me the basics of English. And yeah, it was it was very very funny my first the first time i started speaking english <laughs> and uh yeah um let's see after that um actually not not after that when, when i came over here in march 2017 and then um i started learning about united states my, my behavior didn't change I, I still was uh was a nerd i was scared of um talking to other people creating relationships and just meeting out new people but in the United States, you absolutely need that to be able to, uh, to, I would say, succeed. I don't want to say succeed, but you need to to connect with other people to be able to discover new things. But I didn't Correct. have that. So it was 
very tough for the for the first six months. Um, I was supposed to have a job. My sister actually found a job for me, but I I had so much difficulties talking with other people that I I just didn't go to the job at all. So I spent the six months in the house, just studying again. I was not even going to school, but I was finding a bunch of things online to study for no reason. And yeah, I was just living my nerdy life, and my parents were taking care of me. <laughs> Oh my god! I, I when I when I think about that, I just I wish I didn't go through it. But it was it was worth it though. Um, yeah, I, I I was not happy because I really wanted that to change. Uh, at that point, the f- the first five months I didn't find any solution to that. So uh, the sixth month, uh, I signed up. I applied to school, and I was about to go to school for nursing. And uh, and I. When I finished applying to the school and I was walking out of the school, a recruiter saw me, and that's the first time I heard about the U.S. military. I mean, as, I mean, we we see it on the on on TV and movies and things like that, but it is the first time I actually see one soldier talk to me about you know the army, and I didn't even think about all the benefits at that point. I didn't even do any research or I didn't know anything about the military. So when he talked to me about it, the first thing I thought about was uh, I'm going to war. I'm going to fight and I'm probably going to die. That's the first sure. thing that came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, instead of talking, I, I, can't, I was listening, but I was not listening because I was not hearing everything we were saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, when I came home, I, the, the first time when he talked to me, I said, I said no, I'm not interested. Because back in Togo, we, we don't really uh, consider the, the military like American people do consider the military. We don't have the how can I say this? Uh, you see how uh, a soldier comes out, when, when civilians see soldiers, they say thank you for your service and things like that. The honor that they give to the soldiers, we don't do that in Togo. We, we, we think that military, I mean, soldiers are, are not that valuable. We don't give them the, the respect and the, the, the value that they should be receiving. So being a soldier- So it's not seen cons- as a career problem. Exactly. Okay. It is a career, but it's not, it's not, there's nothing behind it. Like civilians don't even consider it as a job. Mm. They think it's like a, it's like a janitor cleaning bathroom and things like that. That's, they are pretty much at the bottom of the, of the, of the scale. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was a shock for me when the, the recruiter talked to me about the military. I, I sincerely did not want to join at that point. You know, I did not want to do it just because of the mindset I had. But when I, when I went home and I started thinking about it, I, I, I really wanted to change. I really wanted something to change. I really wanted to become courageous and strong enough to make my own decisions and going through challenges. And sometimes you need to go at the bottom of the scale and then uh, learn from the difficulties and be able to build yourself and become a better person. So that's what I thought about. And uh, when my dad came home, I told him, hey, today I met a recruiter and he talked to me about the army and I think I'm going to join. That's exactly what I told him, like right away. And uh, my father told me he's not really, he doesn't really want me to join, you know. He was he was against it. He, <laughs> what did um, he really say? <laughs> I, I don't really remember everything, but I know he was completely against it. Completely okay. against it. And uh, I kept on insisting that I I... This is what I want to do. I didn't explain that, hey, I want, to, uh, I want to change who I am. I want to become independent. I just told him, this is what I want to do, even if it was not what I wanted to do. <laughs> so uh, he said, uh, you know what? We're going to wait a day. Just, just let me go to work tomorrow. When I come back, I'm going to ask you the same question. And if you say the same thing, then I'm going to support you. And that night, I started thinking about it. I was about to say no when he came back. And because uh, I was kind of scared, I, was, I wasn't sure what was going to happen when I joined the military. So uh, I went to work, came back, and when he asked me again, I just said, yes, this is definitely what I want to do. And he, you know, he, he became very, very sad because he also was thinking that, hey, going into the army means you're going to war and you're definitely going to fight and probably die, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Um, so I went to the recruiter the, the day after, actually a week after, to talk about uh, the recruiting process and how I can sign up. And uh, because I didn't do my research, the first job that the recruiter proposed me was 11 Bravo. And in my mind, I thought it was the only job 
in the army. 11 Bravo is like uh, infantry people, the, the people at the front line and mm-hmm. fighting. So um, I said yes. <laughs> and he was about <laughs> to do the paperwork. <laughs> he was really about to do the paperwork. And I, I came home and I told my dad, um, I went to the recruiter and the recruiter told me, this is your job and this is what you're going to do in the army. And my dad said, no. He told me that, <laughs> hey, in the army, there's, there's a bunch of jobs you can choose from. And uh, I, I should just go back to the recruiter and tell him, hey, I want to switch my job. And I was lucky that, that, that my dad was there. If it was not because of my dad, I was probably going to be a 11 Bravo job. Probably I don't want to do at all, you know. So we went back to the recruiter and then we talked to the recruiter and uh, uh, my, my dad talked to him about me being interested in, into nursing. So uh, before we actually chose the job, we, we had to take a test. And uh, the test was pretty good in math, but because I did not speak English that well and understand, I didn't understand as much uh, speaking about the language, he, uh, I scored kind of low on the, on the, on the test. And I did not qualify for the nursing. So we started looking for other jobs. And uh, the, the job that I was able to pick was 68 Gov, which is patient administration specialist. We uh, pretty much take our paperwork. It's one of the easiest jobs in the army if you are working in the in a hospital. But when you work in the company, you don't really get to do your job. You just uh, do what everybody else is doing. So, But it, it was pretty much an easy job where you do paperwork for all the patients. So we chose that, I chose that job and I went to basic training after that. My dad was still sad. He was not, he didn't expect one of his child, especially me that promised to all my friends and all my family that I would never join the, join the military. Seeing me now join the military, it was, it was a big shock for him. So uh, I left after six months coming to the United States. I only spent six months with my family and I left again to join the military. And uh, I went to basic training for, training for two months, which I barely passed because of the of the push-ups. I'm, I was really good at uh, when it came to the to the run and uh, the sit-ups, but I had difficulties doing the push-ups. I've never done it in my life actually before the <laughs> for basic training. <laughs> I have never done it. I was very skinny, which allowed me to run super fast. But yeah, push-up was not it. And uh, basic training also was. Actually, basic training was the toughest time of my life. First of all, because the, the drill surgeon is going to tell you something, to, what, what you're supposed to do. And if you don't understand what he's telling you, you're definitely going to mess up. So I was right. like, I was always an issue for my company because when I mess up, everybody's going to get smoked. They're going to get punished. So I was like, I was pretty much the enemy of everybody else. So it was very tough. I could not understand everything the, uh, the Drew Sonny was talking about. I did not understand what my friends were talking about. So I was by myself. So that was uh, one of the, the toughest times of, of my life, I would say. But I, I was able to, to go through it. It was, uh, it was great. I learned something completely new. Because I never, uh, first of all, I never worked. I never uh, challenged myself that much when it came to uh, uh, being on your own and going through... Uh, life challenges and difficulties so basic training was a big big shock but it it completely built me up it made me a lot stronger and when i left basic training and went to ait my english started getting better uh it was much chill we we had time to uh to focus on our own stuff and uh that's the first time i i started thinking about video production but it wasn't too serious at that time i didn't know the reason why i wanted to do it so it was i was just creating random videos at that time and it was with my, my, my buddies too, my, my roommates. So um, at AIT, which was also another two months, uh, I didn't quite understand what the professor was saying, but because we had the book, I was able to, uh, to go back home and just look for the translation and uh, kind, kind of try to understand what the professor is talking about and what the book is saying. So I did all that for, the, for all the two months and I was lucky enough to be uh, chosen as the distinguished honor grad of the class, someone that didn't even speak the, the language. <laughs> I, was, I was amazed. I didn't expect it at all. That was, uh, that was crazy. I think I passed with 97 point something. That was, that was pretty high on, on 100. That was, that was pretty high. I was, I was amazed. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. 
So after after AIT now, um, I created Bernie Piquet, but it was at that time it was not Bernie Piquet in one world. It was uh, Bernie and then space Piquet because I, I just took my first name and my last name to just do one thing. And the reason why I chose Bernie Piquet was because I didn't want anybody to know what I was doing. I just wanted to create a complete new audience and just focus on that audience without having my friends knowing what I'm doing. So, so this is like your to... production company or your social media handle, Bernie PK? No, no, Bernie PK is, uh, well, it is my social media hand, handle, but it's Bernie PK now is like a brand. It's a, uh, oh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a name, it's the name of, it's pretty much my artist name, but it's, uh, it's becoming a brand now. It's not even a, a video company or anything. It's, you can pretty much use Bernie Piquet for anything. You can put it on any product and it's going to look like a product. I mean, a brand, just, just like that. That's where it's getting right now. But at that time, I was, uh, it was my, just my artist name and I was just creating, creating funny videos at that time. And uh, when, I, when I moved to, uh, from AIT, it was in Texas, and when I moved to Ford Home, uh, I was not really thinking about videos. I, I, I was excited to see that much snow the first time. I, I mean, I saw some snow in, in New York, but it wasn't as much. When I moved to uh, Ford Home, it started getting, you know, crazy over there. And I was excited at the first time, the first week. Uh, after two weeks, it started going down because when it gets too cold and uh, it's um, too much snow, you don't get, you don't have too much time to go outside. I mean, you don't have a chance to go outside and spend too much time outside because of the cold. Yeah. Everybody's locked inside and uh, there's not, and I was living in the barracks too, there's not much activities going on. So it was very depressing at that time, and especially moving from Africa. So I only, so far I only spent like, um, let me see, 10 months in the U.S. So I'm still having the the blood of an African person, which is exciting, <laughs> you know. In Africa, you get to have fun a lot and you get to, you know, enjoy, enjoy yourself. There's a lot of things going on over there. And uh, um, coming over uh, in Fordrum and just, just staying inside for over a month was was very, very depressing. And uh, I started seeing all, the, all of my friends too. And uh, pretty much everybody in the, on, on the base was depressed also because of the cold and the snow. They don't get to interact with other people. And just as a human being, you need interaction to be able to... Uh, to feel kind of fulfilled you, you need the other person to be able to uh yeah to feel good right but we didn't have that so it was uh, it was depressing and uh with the the clouds also and uh, the snow everything it made the base look very dark so there was not too much light it was it was just very very depressing moment so my my emotions started going down and i didn't like that at all i really wanted something to change i was i was always I mean, at that time, I, I was very shy. I didn't talk to anybody. I still had the, the same behavior I had before uh, I joined. I mean, after, before I joined the military, the, the nerdy life that I had, I still had that. Uh, I couldn't talk to anybody, but I, I still wanted to. Uh, I still wanted to change something in uh, in the environment. So I was. I started going to work and uh, learning about what what I'm supposed to do uh, at, at the company which is pretty much multiple Monday. We fix vehicles and we do a bunch of paperwork. We stay to, uh, we stay at work very late, come back at night and things like that. So I started, it was, it was starting, it, it, it became a pattern, you know, the daily life. And uh, from there, I decided to create something that will uh, um, motivate the soldiers and get them to, uh, to feel like, hey, you are not lonely. So I, I, I went back to my page which only had 200 followers. And uh, I decided to start creating funny videos about the military, but pretty <laughs> much I will be using my daily routine to, uh, to make fun of it and then get the soldiers to uh, kind of feel like, hey, if these soldiers is, is using the difficult time he's having to, uh, to have fun, then, I mean, I'm probably going to find a way to be happy too because he's, he's happy, right? So I, I became the, the, the figure of the... Of, of the soldiers in Fordham. And I made my first video. The first video when I, uh, I came to, uh, to Fordham in March 2018. And I made my first video in April 
but the video was recorded a month before that. So I recorded the video and then uh, it took me almost two weeks before I posted the video because I was always, I was always, I was very shy at that moment and I was worried about what other people would think. So I made the video and I kept it and I kept on watching the video and I was laughing, but I <laughs> could not post the video at all. Could not post it. That was, oh my God. So I spent two weeks thinking about when I'm going to post the video. And just one day I was very pissed and I just went to, uh, to Instagram and uh, I put the video and all the descriptions and everything. The only thing I had to do was uh, click on the, on the post button, but I didn't click on the post button for like, I think I waited uh, 20 minutes or something, just thinking about what other people will be, will be saying when they see the video. I stayed over there for 20 minutes and then at some point I was just too tired and I clicked post. And I went off of Instagram. I didn't go to back to Instagram until the next day. And I went to work. When I went to work, my, my, my leaders pretty much saw the video, but they didn't say anything. So it was funny to them. And uh, they were laughing about it. So they were talking about how funny the video was. But when I, when I was walking towards them and they saw me, they stopped talking about it. And I didn't ask anything either because I was very shy. I didn't want to know what they were thinking. So it was very <laughs> weird to me. Very, very weird. And I, when I realized they saw the video and they were laughing, you know, it was it was a good feeling that they they enjoyed the video. But I I didn't know the whole I mean their mindset at that moment. I don't know what they were thinking about me. So I refused to post any video for another two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for another two months, I didn't post any video. I just wanted to see what other people would be thinking about that one video I made. So at some point, they stopped talking about it and. Uh, the place was still depressing. There was still snow and everything. And uh, there was a bunch of soldiers coming over to the base. And they they come, when the first time you see them, they are happy. But a week after, they become sad. And it was not cool at all. So I decided to become uh, an entertainer for the soldiers. The main reason why I created the page was to uh, the, just to pretty much help, help the soldiers and motivate them, make them feel happy, make them feel, feel like home. And find the good side of, of Fort Drum instead of just looking at the snow and saying, hey, uh, it's sad over here. I don't want to be here. This is going to suck for me. You know, I want, I want something to change, you know. So I, I created the page and I started just doing funny videos about my daily routine. And people started liking it. it at first, it stayed in Fort Drum. I didn't think people outside of Fort Drum were seeing it. So I know most of the videos were coming from Fort Drum. And then... Uh, um, I think it was six months after the video left Fordham and started, started going to other bases. So basically it doesn't <laughs> go out of the country, but it goes to, it's pretty much people on base, on other base that see the video for some reason. So it goes over there and a bunch of military pages start sharing my videos for some reason. <laughs> Apparently it was, uh, it was good for recording or so, some stuff. I didn't understand why. And then uh, the year after, uh, May 2019, I, uh, I came from work and, and I saw a video online. It was, it was a very, very old video. Uh, it was uh, the person, that, that was the first time I saw someone uh, do a, a uniform selection. But pretty much the person was changing uniforms in the video, but it wasn't, it wasn't crisp. The video wasn't HD, so you could not really see what was going on. So I looked at the video and I was entertained. I came back from work that day at, uh, at 8 p.m., I believe. We, went, we left at 5, and I came back at 8 p.m. because we were doing some inventory things like that. So I was exhausted, but I really wanted to make that video. So I spent about, uh, let me see, from 8 p.m. Actually, no, I, I started making the video at 10 p.m., and I finished recording the video. I mean, I finished editing and putting the video together, all those other stuff, at 3 p.m. So I spent like uh, six hours on it. Oh, geez. Yeah. The, the recording portion was the longest because you had to put, you put, you have to put on a bunch of different uniforms and you have to make sure you stay at the right position, at the right place at the, uh, at the same time. And you have to make sure the camera is not moving as well. And I didn't have a tripod. So it was, the, 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 the camera was, I think on the, it was on the bed and uh, I had a bunch of things around it to make sure it doesn't move. So every single time, <laughs> <laughs> the room was very tight too so every single time i i record the, the first uniform and i want to go change the other uniform i walk very slowly move all the uniform very slowly and start changing very slowly and when that's done 
<laughs> I take a minute to breathe and then I go back to the position and record again. That was, oh, that was a very long process. And uh, when the video was done, uh, we had to go back to work at 5 p.m. I, and I just finished the video at 3 p.m. Uh, at 3 a.m. What, what did I say? No, we had to go back to work at 5 a.m. And I finished the video at 3 a.m. So I only had two hours to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I did the video. I did the video. And I started watching it. I, I didn't post the video uh, when the video was done. So I, I started watching the video. And I was not too happy for the, uh, about the video. I didn't, I didn't think it was entertaining enough. So I did not post the video for, for a week. And uh, I went to Aerosolt. Aerosolt is, I, I don't know, you, you know what Aerosolt is? Uh, no. no. So it's, uh, it's a training where you uh, get oh, to Aerosolt. learn Oh, Aerosolt. Aerosolt, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yep. So I, I was... I went to Aerosol to, uh, to pretty much get the badge. And I was doing the training. And I saw the, the video I made like a, a week ago. And then I was, I was thinking about it. Why not post the video right now? It was, it was 5, a.m., 5 a.m. that day. We had formation at 5.15. So I said, you know what? Since there's no other video to post for this week, I'll, I'll probably post this video and uh, just see what happens. And I only had uh, 10 minutes to post that video. I was putting the description. And unfortunately, there was no data over there. There was no internet connection. <laughs> I was posting the video. I clicked on post. The, the video was not posting at all. So I, I started seeing my friends running to go to formation because they were late. And I was over there just clicking on the post button to, <laughs> to get the video to post. <laughs> the, the video didn't post at all. And then uh, the very last minute, the video went through. And uh, I turned off the phone because you have to turn off the phone. That was uh, one of the, the policies over there. So I turned off the phone and uh, I, went to, I went to the training. The next time I came back to my phone was uh, at, uh, I think it was at 4 p.m. after the end of uh, the whole day of training. And at 4 p.m., that was the first time I turned on, I turned on the, my phone. I go to Instagram. And I see 20,000 views on, the, on that video. <laughs> I was, what? <laughs> I completely lost my mind. Like, I, I was, I, before that video, I was only making, I think, uh, 1,000 views on, like, the, the best, the, the most amount of views I would get on the video was, I think, 1,000 or 2,000. It never went higher than that. And then I came back to that video, and it was at 20,000. I started looking at other pages, and pretty much all the pages, the military pages that pretty much share funny content, shared that video. It went to uh, uh, other, other recruiting pages also shared the video. And I think the US Army that, no, it, wasn't, it didn't happen that day, but I think a day after the US Army official page also shared that video. I was, what? That was the first time one of my <laughs> videos went viral and I, I was, I didn't know how to react. It was the first time I was meeting fame and I, it was very real to me and I still was shy. I still had the shyness in me. So pretty much all the people on my base saw the video. Friends from AIT that, that I met at AIT that are, were at the time on other bases also saw the video and they started sending me a bunch of messages. I, at some point, I just turned off the phone. I didn't want to respond anymore because I, <laughs> I had no idea how to react to it. It was tough. So now when I went to work, people started talking about it. Everybody was talking about that video. And I just wanted to stay inside and not go out anymore. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just a weird moment. I was happy that it gained some views, but I was not, I didn't, I didn't know film was like that, you know. It was, it was very real. <laughs> and uh, the, video, the video made one, one million in three days on Facebook. And that was the fastest. That was the first time I think I made one million views on Facebook. And I, it was, it was, it was very real. It was, I was happy and I was, uh, I was cold at the same time. I was, I was afraid. I, I thought someone, you, you see when someone is too famous and then at some point uh, there are some people that start trolling them. I mean, some, some people that start uh, oh, yeah. looking for oh, ways yeah. to hurt them and things like that. I thought someone was going to find me somewhere and just... <laughs> <laughs> stop me or something <laughs> so i was not going out anymore after that video and uh, a week after i realized that hey, people actually love seeing those kind of stuff the kind of video i create because people started talking about it and a bunch of i think it went in the news as well a bunch of other people started talking about it they wanted to uh, to see more of it 
And uh, I think the, uh, I also thought about the goal of the page. The, the goal is to pretty much entertain as many new soldiers as possible to get them to uh, understand that the military is, I mean, you can make the best out of the, of the military if you really want to. It really depends on you. So I, I didn't want to stop videos. I really wanted to, uh, to keep on in, not only entertaining soldiers, but also uh, sharing that message with uh, all the new soldiers. So I kept on making more videos just like that. And it was funny. And I was exhausted too, because I was posting, I think three times a week. Mm. And, and I didn't have any, any skills when it came to videos. I was pretty much posting. I learned something today and then I decided to make something out of it. I, I was, I just learned today and I make a video of it from, from what I learned that day. And uh, that's how I was learning about filmmaking. I joined, I started making videos without even knowing how to, to, to make them. So it was, uh, it was a very, very long process and it started affecting me as well because you work very, you finish your, your long hours at work. You come back at 6 p.m. and things like that. And then you start doing another work, which is videos. You think about the idea you, and now you record it and then you start editing it. And when you did the video, you try to put it together a certain way so that it gets other people to laugh. And it was just a very long process. And I was editing on my phone too. I didn't have a computer to edit. So for a year and a half, I was just editing on the, on the phone, recording, editing, writing scripts and all those other things on the phone. So I was having very, very long nights and, uh, I only have few hours. I had few hours to sleep, so it was very. It was affecting me at work, and uh, I started transitioning at that point. I started posting less videos on videos on on social media. I started going to, to I started posting one well, one post a week, uh, one post every two weeks, and uh, my followers started asking questions: What's going on? And uh, why am I not posting that much? I was not responding at all, and uh, the the time the time the, I mean the the time for me took me to post the video actually gave me the opportunity to just go back and look at all the other videos I, I did. And also it gave me the opportunity to watch other contents and other filmmakers and uh, what they were doing. I was, I started getting interested into, uh, into filmmaking. And uh, from the funny videos, I, I just, just like that decided to switch it up instead of making very short videos of 15 seconds. I think I'm going to uh, start telling stories. And the two weeks that I was uh, spending to uh, think about one video and then post it gave me the opportunity to now, to now explore other, other portions, uh, other sides of the, of the filmmaking process. So I started uh, learning. That's the first time I actually uh, uh, bought software for, for the computer because I understood how important it was to, uh, to edit longer videos. And uh, I started learning about storytelling and pretty much spent learning everything about filmmaking. And I posted my first video, I think. So in May, in May, May 2019, my first video went viral. And three months after, I posted my first film. And I talked to it uh, to my followers and they went to watch it. And they told me that that's the first time I posted a, a short film. It was about 19 minutes. And they saw the video and they told me, uh, you, are made, you are made for this pretty much. That's what they told me. They told me <laughs> you are made to become a filmmaker and they want to see a lot more films. And at that point, I, I didn't know what to think. You know, I, I, I looked at my journey came, coming from uh, absolutely knowing nothing about filmmaking. And then today I post something for the first time without no experience and people tell me, hey, they like what, what they're seeing. It was, it was a very, very big achievement. I felt like, not only I achieved my goal as far as motivating the soldiers and entertaining them, but now I'm becoming a film productor, director, and all those things. That was, that was a lot to, uh, to bear. So uh, I kept on making a lot more short films. I, I started learning about storytelling even more and writing a, a lot more and making a lot long, longer videos. And uh, in 20... The, the, the year it actually blew up, my short film started blow, blowing up, was in 2020. Uh, the first, that was, no, that was the third short film I made. I made one, which was uh, the room inspection, where I was talking about room inspection and pretty much a soldier that was, uh, that was able to trick his NCO 
uh, and passed the room inspection. And it took 19 minutes for that video. And after that, I made I made the deal. The deal was to this date is uh, is the one of the best short films I've ever made. And that was that's literally the second short film I made for my entire life in my entire life. So it was it, it was one of the best ones. And then uh, in 2020, when uh, the the government, the U- U.S. government um, attacked, uh, I think it was Iraq and they killed the general. Mm. I forgot his name. Uh, I don't oh, yeah, know if I know you heard about it. Yeah, 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 I can't remember his name, but I know, I remember the incident, yeah. Exactly, and then uh, that, it was in 2020, and then I think the, the sent soldiers, they immediately sent soldiers uh, that were at Fort Bragg or somewhere, I forgot the base, and they didn't even get a chance to celebrate New Year, and they were, they were drafted to go to Iraq and fight for the, for the embassy and all the, I mean, the base over there the U.S. base over there. And it was a pretty much big thing on the news. It was kind of sad for the families losing, I mean, seeing the soldiers leave without even celebrating New Year. And it was, uh, it was, people started thinking it was going to be World War III. It was, it was a big thing on the, on the news. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, I watched, I watched all those news and I, I there was something, I pretty much, it's, it's just like that. How it, It's how most of my ideas come to me. I just sit around and then something hits me. I don't know. It hits me like a, an emotion or something, just an idea. And then from there, I start thinking about the idea and it starts getting bigger and bigger. And then I have the whole picture of the video. So I, I was watching the news and then there was like a wind. I actually felt the wind because my window was open. And then uh, the wind just blew into the, into, the, into the room. And when it hit me, the idea just came to me to make something uh sad about the story and i also felt very very sad at that time when i had the idea because the very first idea that came in my mind was a soldier died and then the family uh was very sad about the soldier so i almost chilled up when i had that idea in mind and i started writing right away i didn't want to lose the idea so i wrote the story and the day after I called my friend to tell him about the story. His name is uh, Alex Clark. And I told him about the story and I wanted to see what he was thinking about. When I was talking to him, I was very sad because the script that I wrote was, it was, oh my God, it was the, it was the craziest script I've ever wrote. And uh, I talked to him about it and he said it was, it was a great idea and that I should go ahead and uh, I'll make the video. And I made the video, which was, I think, five minutes. So yeah, I think it was five minutes. And I posted that video and that video went to 1.5 million views on in one week, I believe. One week, yeah. <laughs> that was very sad. And this the that video also was featured in the news. They talked about that video because it was first of all, it's happy. I'm I'm just gonna spoil it real quick. Uh it, it begins with a, so, uh, a soldier that just, he came from work, but he doesn't show that he came from work. He was just relaxing and then he uh, turns his TV on and he sees the news, and this news is talking about the the general that just that was killed by by the government and then actually he started with the fire the australian fire something like that there was a forest that was on fire and then he switched Mm. the channel and then he talks about the news and then he gets a call from his uh nco telling him to pack his bag that he's about to go to iraq and that's where all the story begins and uh from from there the the story gets exciting because the the video shows how uh i mean the cool stuff about the military the fire the the the, the weapons firing and all the, the the big equipments that we have in pretty much it was very cool over there and then at the end of that that cool stuff um there's another portion that shows that the soldiers came back home and they won the fight they came back home and they were um taken as heroes pretty much and it went on the news. They were talking about the soldiers that, that went to fight for the country and they were giving them all the honors. And at the end of that portion over there, we see uh, that the screen says, but there's one person that didn't make it back. And that was pretty much the character I was playing. He didn't make it back. And then the, the, the scene was showing the entire room, which was dark. And then the, the room was empty. So we didn't see the person dying, but we saw the room that was empty and there was a very sad song that was playing in the background. And 
if I still watch that video today, I'm definitely going to cry. You know, it's very, very sad. And then uh, the video is called um, What If World War Three Was About To Happen? I think that's what it was. The, oh, The Last Call. There you go. The Last Call. That's mm. what it was. And uh, I made that video and it went to 1.5 million views. And uh, I think it was three weeks after COVID hit. <laughs> COVID attacked the world. <laughs> And uh, when COVID uh, started doing its, its stuff, um, soldiers were, were also called to go to go help outside. So there, there was some, some soldiers that went out of the base to go to hospitals and help uh, screen people and just just help the, the nurses and the, 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 the medical personnel because it was very tough on them. They, were, they, were, they didn't get a chance to relax and all those other things. So it was a whole other sad story. And I was on CQ. So uh, CQ is um, is a 24-hour shift that we have to, to do to guard the barracks or guard the whole base or something like that. Um, so I was not supposed to be on that shift. And uh, the day before that shift, my NCO called me to tell me, hey, you're going to be on that shift. I know, I know you're not supposed to be on it, but there's no other person. You have no other choice. You have to be on the, on the shift. So I was very mad. I was very mad, but I didn't I didn't say anything on the on the phone. And uh I went I went to the to the shift and it was one o'clock, I believe. It was one o'clock, and I was uh, I was uh, watching the news and he was also talking about the, the the story of the those nurses and I mean the sad story about COVID and how people went didn't get a chance to go home and all those other things. And uh I had the idea to uh the first idea I had was to do something of that night. I know definitely it was not supposed to be on shift, but at least I, I should probably use that anger that I have to create something that will impact other people. So I watched that news and it was the best thing that, the best idea I've ever had. And I, at that point, I started writing a script for, for the video. And I wrote the script for, I think, 30 minutes because it was very emotional. So I, I didn't have to think that much about it. I wrote the script really quick. And I went to my car without ever any, anyone knowing, because basically when you are on shift and you are by yourself, you're not supposed to leave the, the seat. But I went to my car anyways at one o'clock. Nobody was there. <laughs> we'll <laughs> edit this part co- out. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and I took all my equipment and I brought it back to the, to the barracks. And I started setting up everything. Nobody was there for the whole shoot. Nobody was there at all. And I was by myself. It was quiet. It was kind of scary. And but 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 you know it was it was matching the emotion of the of the of the video, so I recorded all that stuff in uniform, and then I did the voiceover when I went back home, because I didn't have the mic the mic with me at that point. But I, when I went back home, I did the, the voiceover. I put the video together and I posted the video three days after my shift. My NCO saw it, and he was like, "What time? At what time did you?" Uh, did you record that video and you put all that together? I told him it was at 1 a.m. when I was on shift. And he said, he was, he was kind of surprised, but he didn't say anything else. And then the video started, started being seen by a bunch of people on, on post. And uh, because the video also was relatable, he was talking about something that was going on. So a bunch of people in the community started seeing the video and it started going up. A bunch of other people in New York and in other states started seeing the video and the video started going viral since it was easily relatable. And then the videos, uh, my, my leadership started seeing the video as well. It went to my, to my commander and then my lieutenant, com- uh, lieutenant colonel, lieutenant commander, brigade commander. And then he went to the, to the division public affairs officer. He was, uh, his name is, uh, the person that saw the video was Master Sergeant Shapiro. He saw the video and he couldn't believe there's, there's on post a soldier that can do this kind of stuff. So he, he, was, he was very touched by the video and he decided to show the video to the division commander. And the division commander saw the video and from that day, he started talking to all the commanders about me and all those other videos that I made. He said, there was a soldier, very talented in post. I think we should take a look at him. I don't really know exactly what he said, but he was pretty much uh, cheering me up and promoting the videos to all the commanders. He was even telling them 
to watch the video and show it to all the other soldiers. That was funny to me. <laughs> and uh, he did that. And uh, I, I received all that, re that report from the, from the, from the, the public affairs officer. He was telling me everything. So I was, I was super amazed that the division commander would watch a video like that. So uh, the public affairs officer, Master Sean Shapiro, uh, finally came back to me and said, you know what? The video you just made is very impactful. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a gift. I'm going to do something for you because what you did is not just for the, it's not just for you. What you did is for all the soldiers and it's also for all the nurses that are fighting for the country and things like that. It is pretty much international now. It's for everybody. So what you did is deserves recognition. You know, I'm gonna give I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a gift. And he proposed me to make a video with the division commander. Me at that time, a very low, like my rank is not even, <laughs> I'm not even close to being. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be close to the general if if that's how I'm I should put it out. I'm not supposed to be close to him. But uh, the master sergeant found a way to, uh, to link me up with the general. And the general agreed to be in one of my videos. Pretty much I wrote the script, <laughs> prepared the whole thing. And I gave him the... So I, I, when I did the script, I gave it to the public affairs officer to review it. And he agreed. He, he fixed a few things. But the, the story and the storyline was the same. Nothing changed. We just ch changed a few, a few lines as far as the, the script itself. But the whole thing was just what I created. And when we gave the script to the general, he said, yes, let's do it. <laughs> I was amazed that he would accept to be in one of my videos. And uh, we recorded the very, all the portions of, uh, of the video. And the only portion that was missing was the, the portion of the general. So I was invited. To the to Hazel, which is the place where he stays at, and uh, he came over, spent, oh my God, before the video, he spent I think forty five minutes talking to me like I was his uh, his friend. I would that was one of the best moments ever. His name is uh, Major General Menes. Uh, he talked to me like I was in, his friend. I never thought he would talk to me like like a, I thought he was gonna you know give me orders and things like that hey let's do this just go over there let's record things like that <laughs> but he was talking to me like I was a human being that was that was very that was awesome and then we after we finished talking we were pretty much talking about the situation and how it was impacting the people and how we can find a way to uh um impact the the soldiers and impact pretty much the the, the army with the content we're creating and uh, we, we finished talking and we started recording that video. We recorded that video, spent another five minutes to talk again. <laughs> and then uh, when he was leaving, he pretty much told me, you know, don't stop. What you're doing is, is great for, for the community. Don't stop. We, we support you and things like that. And since that day, the entire PAO office, uh, the public affairs office, pretty much all the public officers and the high ranking people taking care of the media in the in the on the base were pretty much uh, making sure I was getting as much attention as possible. And that was, that was, that was amazing. That was very great. You know, I was, I don't even know how to express it till, till today, they still encourage me to keep on producing content. And after that video from the, with the general, I just, I, I knew that was it. I knew that was the time for me to just do what I really love doing, which is filmmaking and impact other people. And I kept on making videos bunch of short film that get, um, receive a lot more views and then I made another short uh, funny video <laughs> another short funny video that went viral just like the um, the uniform change video that made 3.3 million views that other video went viral again and all the people in base and all the people I won't say all the people in the army but most of the people in the army saw the video again and uh, that one didn't go in the news but it uh, it got me a chance to be featured in the magazine. <laughs> uh, Which magazine? And, uh, it was the, it is called the OSA, OSA magazine. Let me get the right definition real quick. Uh, so I met, I met, um, actually I received the call after, after I made it to the news, I received the call from uh, um, Gina Cavallaro, which is a, a reporter. Who, who is a reporter and she called me and she she proposed me to be part of that of that magazine and 
we we set up a meeting and we talked about she pretty much talked about my life and then i told her everything and then she went into the magazine and she uh she put that together so the name of the magazine is a uh, association association of the united states army oh it's pretty much okay. i think it's a big one and it talks about pretty much all the stuff that happened in the army she, uh, they made a bunch of interviews with a, a bunch of generals in the army the, even the I, i think they even made one with the uh the chief of staff right now so yeah it, it is a pretty much big one and they, they they did the magazine it came out i think in april and uh they sent they personally sent the magazine to my uh to my leadership they sent it to the battalion commander they sent it to my commander and they sent it to my to pretty much the people that were in line uh my, my leaders pretty much and this the person they sent me one also to uh to keep and another one for my family and uh <laughs> That's the That's first amazing. time I see my face. I know it is it is very amazing. That's the first time I see my face in a, in a book and the book is talking about me. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> that was that was very crazy right there. And uh the video, I mean the the magazine uh went to the brigade commander and the brigade commander also decided to uh, to reward me to uh give me some an, an award for for being able to tell the story of the of the division not only the division but also the army representing the army pretty much and since that day uh master son shapiro and there's another one too sergeant first class fuller who never stopped encouraging me and supporting me when it came to uh to film production they gave me all the tips i needed to do uh, to know because they they pretty much are in the domain they do films as well they they, produ they produce content for the division so they taught me most of the stuff when it came to uh, film production they gave me the equipment most of the equipments that i have right now when it comes to film production they just literally gave it to me you know take it we trust you just do something with it <laughs> <laughs> and they just gave it to me and uh till today they're still supporting me and i'm 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 amazed you know and uh yeah that's pretty much my my journey from 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 that time i just started producing content and focusing on a bunch of different uh ways to tell stories and there's another video that i just made last week which is called um, we are humans too and the video is talking about ho homeless people i didn't think that video was gonna go kind of virus kind of viral but it got so much attention it's it's right now at seven seventy-seven thousand views on facebook not too much but it's it's, it's kind of high i'm pretty sure it's gonna go to 100,000 views but it is pretty much viral and impacted a lot of people and uh people kind of like this so i'm pretty much going to keep on producing content and uh and and yeah I, my, my 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 biggest goal right now after all that journey all the story i was able to write in the army uh my biggest goal right now is to be able to uh to impact more uh the world the, uh you you know nas daily or project nightfall have you heard of them on facebook uh no but i'll look them up so they basically uh find they are just like uh i think it's gold gold cast or something like that okay they are like gold gold cast they motivate other people and things like that they impact the world they have millions of views uh of followers on facebook so my goal right now since i was able to impact the military that much my goal right now is to be able to uh just impact the world in general i i, I am thinking about uh making it into hollywood if possible become a very great actor i'm actually studying i'm not i'm not going to school for it but i'm learning uh acting uh online from i pay for classes to learn that thing and then i'm also learning film production and also i spend so much time so much time learning about film production i just really want to make it i really want to impact so many people as possible i don't really care about the, the fame and the money and everything that comes with it the biggest goal is right now to just impact the world and just show that hey there's still humanity there there's still are good people on the earth and uh there are still good stuff that we can enjoy on earth pretty much that's that's what i want to share with bernie piquet and uh bernie piquet did such a good job so far <laughs> i think it's gonna i think it's going to um i think it's gonna, going to get a lot better if if i just don't stop you know <laughs> but yeah that's so that's pretty much my long story <laughs> that that was an amazing journey um <laughs> thank you and, so much 
I, I can tell you're an amazing storyteller just by how this all uh, <laughs> unwound. And there were, there's so many things that I wanted to come back to, but I think the, okay. the first one that, you know, as you're telling all these different stories, mm-hmm. it was the one that you saw the, I'm struck by your empathy and by how much you care for your fellow soldiers, because the, the videos that you're making, you know, about being in upstate New York in the winter and cold and gray and people's moods are down that you wanted to take care of your fellow soldiers and Mm -hmm. having those videos come from the heart is, I think it's why they're successful is that, you, you know your audience, you mm. are being true to yourself. You're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it to take care of other people. And I don't care what it is, if it's videos or books or it, whatever it is, if you're taking care of your fellow soldier, your fellow human, mm. things that resonates with people. And yeah. there, there were so many things. And, and even going back to the start of your story about uh, being, I think you wanted to be courageous. The, the simple fact that yeah. you left your home country at a young age with not even a, a grasp of the English language and coming over here. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say that you're one of the more courageous stories I think I've ever heard. I mean, just the, the level of uncertainty and discomfort that you've experienced is and then, but thriving with that though, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you, you didn't wash out of basic and you survived the isolation and, you know, like you said, getting your whole unit smoked because you didn't understand yeah. the drill instructor. Um, <laughs> it's just an inspiring story. And like I said, it's the, the two things that just jumped out or that you were doing it for someone else which are the right reasons and you just cared about the people around you. And that's, yeah. you're just an amazing human. And I'm so glad that, so. you know, I you <laughs> told the story. It's just awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much. Also, when I, when I met uh, Chris Anthony, I was just fascinated. He was, uh, he was a great human being as well. I was, uh, I was amazed. First of all, I received uh, the invitation from my, from my uh, my supervisor right now, uh, Mr. Seb Skelling, the museum di- the museum director, he invited me to uh, to come uh, spend the day with with Chris, and I I didn't think he was gonna invite me because pretty much the generals, I mean the the division uh, the the, 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 the Fordham division commander was gonna be there. And then the, the force com commander was also going to be there to meet Chris and talk with him. And then me also, me, just the lowest ranking, was invited to come spend time with someone that was going to meet. It's like pretty much, uh, how, how can I say this? Someone is going to meet the president. Someone that I wouldn't say he's at the level of the president, but he's pretty much going to meet the president. And they call you the, the chauffeur to come spend the time to, with the that, that, that person over there, I was, I was amazed. I didn't expect to be there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I came over there. I met Chris. I was just fascinated by the story. He talked to me. But when I read his bio, I was already fascinated because going from uh, skiing to becoming a filmmaker kind of relates to my story. Just like I had no idea what filmmaking was. And then I started making films because I was inspired by something. He was inspired by the 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 stories of the soldiers especially the Fordham soldiers and what they went through and that pushed him to uh, start uh to make a st- to, to to make a film about it spend his own money to do it and things like that that was that was already inspiring and then I started talking to him and he was just he was just a great human being I was just super excited to meet him and at the end of the day after I watched the vi- the, the movie and uh we talked again and we uh he he left after that i i just couldn't just let him go you know i decided to take a picture <laughs> with him and just make sure my followers see this like see him and know that there's someone that that amazing that lives on earth you know i just wanted to share with my with my people and uh yeah that that's what i did i was i'm super amazed i'm still 
amazed right now to uh amazed by him and by his story i think i think it's it's definitely going to inspire me for the rest of my life and for what i really want to do in life that's that's amazing and i i was also able to meet you guys to meet you too <laughs> and uh th- thank you so much for inviting me to the podcast and share my story i'm super super happy for the opportunity i never thought i would ever be on the podcast and here i am that's amazing thank you so much <laughs> well it won't it won't be the last podcast you ever do i can guarantee you that <laughs> um, and just for the listeners just for some context so chris anthony is a pro skier he starred in a, a ton of warren miller ski films and the uh the film that sam too is talking about chris anthony did a documentary on the history of the 10th mountain division in world war ii and uh, that's where your station is at Fort Drum. And so, um, yeah, that film just actually won some awards at the Cannes Film Festival. And um, yeah, and mm-hmm. just your story, Sam, too, is just, it it inspires me as well because um, just in perspective of people overcoming challenges and just... Yeah caring for fellow individuals it's just it just reminds me that there is a a right way to do things and things that are done in the right way have an impact and it's i'm thankful that i just heard your story and i'm i'm honored that uh i could just be a vessel to share this with people that's great it's my pleasure thank you so much (laughs) Well, don't forget me when you're uh, in Hollywood and famous, all right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I still remember my my first, I still remember the first person I made a video with who supported me the first time. So I would definitely not forget the people that helped me along the way. <laughs> remember all of them. <laughs> I want to be in your I entourage. You. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I will, when I make it to Hollywood and there's a big movie, I'm probably going to be part of it. <laughs> be you got it. it. I'll start taking uh, the acting classes too, so I can, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> nice. Well, so uh, much. oh, of course. And uh, I will post links to uh, all of your videos, all your social, but where can people find you? Where would you want people to look just to get a, a flavor for your talents and see all your videos? Yeah. Um, um, I, I spend most of my time on Instagram. But uh, I'm starting to post a lot more on uh, on YouTube because um, I think it was it was uh, a month ago I I told my followers that I was going to switch. I was still producing funny content, but I told them from now on we're going to start producing short videos of mm. 15 seconds that are funny, and we're going to focus on storytelling and uh, filmmaking. So the videos are probably going to be at least two minutes and 30, uh, 30 seconds long. So we started just producing a lot more films. So uh, I'll be posting a lot more on, on YouTube. But if you want to easily get in touch with me, it's going to be Instagram. Uh, most of my followers are on Facebook for some reason. I have uh, 248,000 followers over there. Kind of crazy. But yeah, you can follow me over there too. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I, I kind of stopped posting on Twitter because I... Um, I just want to build a lot more people on Instagram. And then when that's done, I will uh, go to Twitter and then start doing something over there. It, it's not really reaching. I'm not really reaching my audience over there. That's why I'm not mm-hmm. posting, but I have a Twitter account and I post here and there over there. Uh, let me see. Um, what else do I have? Well, I make music, but it's not really, uh, it's not really big yet. I don't really post that much music because I, uh, I'm working a lot. I really want to do something great. I don't just want to post anything. So um, you can find me on uh, YouTube music and things like that, but you don't, have to, you, you don't have to do it right now. If you follow me on Instagram, you're definitely going to get a notification when anything comes out. So yeah, it's going to be Instagram, Facebook, especially YouTube, and then uh, Twitter as well. So those, those are my, uh, my social media accounts. And uh, the username is Bernie PK for all of them. Yep. B-E-R-N-I-P-K. I'll, yeah, I'll post links to all that. And I'm going to, I'm going to go on record, my friend and say future Academy award winner. So. <laughs> also, thank you. Hopefully it happens. I, I can tell you've got the, the talent and the heart and the, the motivation for that to become real. 
and yeah. it, just can't wait to see that happen. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, Sam too, Poloki, this has been, uh, just a joy, just an absolute pleasure to listen to your story. And thank you so much. No, it's my pleasure. It's a, it's an honor to be here. A great, a great honor. <laughs> thank you. Episodes of this podcast are produced and written by me, Matt Sodnikar. The intro was engineered by good friend Cole Weinman. And our original score theme song, Retro Funk, was composed by previous guest and good friend Randy Wiafe. I also have two requests. If you like this show, please share it with a friend who you think might like it. And also take the time to show them how to listen to a podcast, either on Apple transistor or spotify and i know you know somebody out there that would make a fantastic guest and if you do please shoot me an email to podcast at thewarmfront.com thanks for listening <laughs>